We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. We're gabbing. Welcome to Gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie and Heather. How's your day going? It's It's been a good day. I can't complain. Good, good. I am not drinking tonight because I have to get blood work tomorrow. So I'm drinking water. I am drinking rosé from California 2021 called Simple Life. Oh, I like that. Wait, have you had that before? I've never had it before. Why does that label look so familiar to me? My colleague friend, Allison, gave me a gift through Sugar Wish. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. Sugar Wish. This is the box that it came in. Look at how beautiful beautiful. this is. It is. It's beautiful. Oh, I love that lid. I know. I don't think I'm going to get rid of this anytime soon. This is so nice. They are a company that... um, before this is the first time I've seen them sell wine they had just snacks chocolates whatever and they upped their game with the wine and there's something else they added to their list I was very impressed I said let me get alcohol instead of a snack no complaints it's 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 good I like it I really do okay so you somebody gets it for you and you go and you pick what you want exactly it's a gift card essentially Sugar wish, everyone, if you want to get someone something nice, that if they're into sweets, nuts, wine, whatever else they have on there, just go check it out. I really like recommend it. This is not the first time I've used Sugar Wish. Our company sent this out. Maybe I, th- I feel like it was at the start of the pandemic just to like make everyone feel good. Like here, get yourself something. Never a disappointment. That's really nice. Well, mm-hmm. tonight... We're going to talk about Not Dead Yet, season one, which aired on Hulu, and drumroll, which just renewed for a second season, so we're Thank happy. Thank you. Yes, finally, a show that, brand new show that we are watching that has been renewed. It's also on ABC Wednesdays, I think. Don't remember the time, but who cares, because next year, who knows what, what day they're going to pick. And with the writer's strike, who knows when it's going to start up again. Yeah. I I have no idea what's on live TV or not. I'm glad you do. I, I, I Oh, it says ABC right in the corner. It does. But you know, ABC, Disney, Hulu, they're all connected. They're all yeah. family. Yeah, so I'm really happy because I feel like we've had like a streak of bad luck when it comes to shows because we just found out that Lockwood and Co. has canceled. been canceled. Canceled. We do not know. Well, maybe Heather does know what's behind the locked door because Heather has been reading the book series. I do know what's behind the locked door. I guess I could tell you. You could tell me because by the time or I pick up wanna... that book. Okay, I was going to say, do you want to read the book? Because they actually say what's behind. Well, they kind of say what's behind the door at the end of book two. So they really ended this year, like season one ended probably like five or 10 minutes before it should have because he does open the door and stuff. But then you find out more as Lucy becomes very Snoopy in the third book. So to confirm that the first season of Lockwood was indeed a book one and book two. Yeah. So if they really had wanted to, they could have squeezed the last three books into one 
season if they had really wanted to. But to do it justice, it should have been a total of three seasons and then it could have been done. So yeah, it's very frustrating. A lot of people online have been complaining for the same reason, like that it was very limited. Why couldn't they just finish it off? That it was a really good show and beloved. I guess it wasn't enough viewership, but who knows? I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what, what. I don't know what they Why do they decide? What metrics are used to make the decision of canceling a show yeah. on Netflix specifically. Yeah. But you can but, think about it. And if you want me to, to tell you, I can tell you. Uh, I'll think about it. Yeah, I, I, I started reading it. two books and I, I've gotten nowhere. Very excited to talk about Not Dead Yet. I, yes. I gave I gave the show a chance solely on Gina Rodriguez, who plays Nell. She's the main character. And she's from Jane the Virgin, which I absolutely loved. I watched from beginning to end. The series also stars Hannah Simone from The New Girl, Lauren mm-hmm. Ash from Superstore, Rick Glassman from Undateable, which I never saw. Wait a second. Who is she in Superstore? In Superstore, she plays... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is the name of her character? She was like the like the manager, the super obnoxious manager. Do, 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 do. Oh, you, like not the store manager. Dina. Dina. Wait. She plays Dina. Her hair and is not is blonde. She she's Dina? Oh my she's god. Dina. I think Dina. she's the assistant manager, isn't she? There you go. Eventually okay. she becomes the manager, doesn't she? Oh, maybe. I'm trying to remember. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, because the guy is his name Glenn. He he ends up like coming back as and just working mm-hmm, as like mm-hmm. a store clerk or whatever. Oh my god! I never. I'm so bad. You're not bad. People's hair she just really looks different. With me. Yes. <laughs> it also has Angela Elaine Gibbs, and she's again one of those actors who starred in so many things. I couldn't I couldn't find anything that stood out, unfortunately, but she does look familiar. And a lot of guest appearances. You have Martin Mull, you have Rhea Perlman, you have Ed Begley. So many people on this show that I feel like it could not have it could not not have been renewed. Is that the right way of saying it? It's like, come on now. Yeah, I know what you mean, but at this point, I wouldn't put anything past them. <laughs> right. Well, right. actually, you know what? I have an example. Wayward Pines. That had a ton of stars. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right there. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that show. Me we too. It's the first now. season. We watched the first season. I read the first book, and I was going to read the second book and watch the second season, and then it just—I don't know—it wasn't my cup of tea. The second season. I think I saw a few episodes, and which is probably why it got canceled. So. Yeah. Shall we give a description for our listeners? Yeah. How would you describe the show? Oh, my gosh. I see dead people. Yeah. So basically now she's 37 years old. She has been a journalist for the past 15 years. And five years ago, she fell in love and ran off to London with her boyfriend, who then became her fiancé, Philip. And... 
their relationship tragically ended and she has now come back to her old newspaper and I don't they never said what exactly her position was before but she was in a much better position five years ago so now she has come back and her job is to write the obituaries yes which we find out she only got the job back because her best friend Sam who works there asked the boss for a favor to let her have come back so yes that's how she got stuck with the obits but and that's how she got stuck with with seeing dead dead people (laughs) yeah because for some reason it's never really explained she doesn't understand why as soon as she's assigned an obit for somebody their ghost then shows up and stays until the obit is finished submitted and gone yeah with the exception of one ghost yes yes which is very odd now how about this heather yeah let's keep this simple what was it about the show that you liked that made you want to keep watching? That's a great question. So I really liked, I liked that she learned from the ghost because each ghost in each episode, I believe, I'm trying to think if there were any that weren't, kind of had as, um, like they had like a message to, or like a, a lesson to a lesson. teach her whether it's that about other people like there was one where like um the episode with the festival mm-hmm. where the what is it terry here it is uh terry and her puppet hamhock how she says something about the most prickly people are the ones that are like hiding the hurt inside them and so it was a lesson on now understanding why Lexi is the way that she is. So I liked that. And then I also liked kind of the relationships to tag on to that, how I just found it really interesting, like to, to, to talk about like Nell and, and uh, Lexi again, they're both so jealous of each other. Like they're jealous of the other person's friendship with Sam who's their common person, but like, rather than talking to Sam about things that are very personal to her, Lexi always seems to like go over to Nell, who she supposedly does not like, but it's really that she's just jealous of. And she tells her things like when her husband, I think that same episode. Yeah. That same episode when she tells Nell that her husband has moved out and it's going to be the first night that uh, Kendall, her daughter, is going to be staying at the father's house. I and now, that. yeah, so she tells Nell that, and she hasn't told anyone else that. And Nell even says, like, why would you not tell Sam that? <laughs> like, why are you telling me? Yeah, why are you telling yeah, me? They, I don't want to know. They have these very complicated but sweet relationships. And it is very complicated. I've, I, it's a, I, I want to say they're complex, each and every one yeah. of them, you know? Even the character Sam, development is good. It really is. I really, I, I relate to to Sam being the mom, but I do, mm-hmm. I do feel like she does have the opportunity to go out and do a lot of stuff. So uh, good for her. Yeah, and there's it also shows how your friendships are different with people. Yes, and that's yeah. what Sam tries to explain to Nell because Nell just can't figure out because they both, prior mm-hmm. to her leaving, didn't really care for Lexi, and here we are, you know. 
now left, and it seems as though, and you have a better memory than I do, Nell kind of left out of the blue. Yeah, it sounded like it was a whirlwind romance, and she was just like, I'm going to give up everything and, and go uh, yeah. be in London with this this boy I met. Because Sam implies that it was like they had only known each other for a couple of months or something like that. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, seems like it should have been longer than that, but okay. You have a better memory than I do. So Sam had to fall on, not fall on, she just winded up getting to know Lexi a little bit better, giving her a chance, I guess, to to let her be who she is with her. And they started hanging out together and liking each other. And so Sam encourages Nell to, you know, go out with them and get to know them and stuff. And we get to know her roommate who's on the spectrum. I love Nell and Edward's relationship. And that's a development, their relationship. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's because such a great he, development. he, I relate people, to him somewhat. People, I mean, and this is the, and, and this is the thing with individuals who are, who are on the spectrum. Sometimes you cannot tell because of the fact that they are so, they, they might just be seemingly OCD. They just mm-hmm. need the structure and that's about it. And I don't want to use the word high functioning because that's not, um, an appropriate term anymore but he is he he's a an environmentalist an environmental lawyer yeah he has a job he likes to have things a certain way and then you have Nell his roommate who is all over the place but I really feel like she's all over the place because she's heartbroken she left Philip yeah. she left London or England and how she left him which we, we do learned. find that out we that was learned. messed up I was not expecting to hear that at Me all. neither. I was like, no. She just, everyone, she essentially just disappeared off the face of the earth. Ghosted him completely. Beyonce. <laughs> like, I was 100% on her side. And I think Sam was too. Until she explained how she left. I was like, girl, you don't need to apologize to him. Screw him. And she knew she was, she knew she was wrong in that aspect. But I will give it to her that what he did to her was far worse. Yeah. I feel like he he just, he, he did, it was messed up, but he kind of deserved it because he left her high and dry. He ghosted her emotionally. He did. And kind of gaslighted her. Yes. It's not, and, and, and this is the thing. It's not the reason why he ghosted her and gaslighted her. He did it emotionally, he ghosted her emotionally, is because she got pregnant and she winded up having a miscarriage. And that was, that was hard on her, and I'm sure that was hard on him, but you have and, to communicate. Yeah. You have to communicate. Ghost boy, what is his name? Or I should say ghost sexy man. Jesse, he said it. He said it sounds like he forgot about the ABCs of relationships. Always be communicating. Which ghost was this? Like one that she goes out on the date and she doesn't realize it's a ghost. Oh, oh my the gosh. Dr. Boo. An episode was that that and he lasted two episodes, right? So he was one of yeah. the ones that carried over from one episode to another. I was I was also That's shocked. That's true. 
I was also shocked that he was not a ghost that whole entire time. And then yeah. when they we find out that he's a ghost and they go back and show her in all of the scenes with him, but without him, she looks so freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah. That brings the comedy of the show. Oh my God. Exactly. 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 I love to, speaking of that part, that the whole time Edward is like, noticing her and talking to herself and stuff like that and she's like didn't you think that was weird and he was like i just thought that was your process yeah like he's so as as rigid as he is he's also so accepting yes it comes down to a lot of things there are so many people who talk to themselves i was talking to myself at the dinner table earlier today about work uh, I, i'm just talking to yourself yes i'm talking to myself <laughs> I needed to just voice some things out loud and that's it. Everyone has those moments, but Nell has it all the time and he just yeah. accepted it, as he said. Now, this is an interesting side note. When you talk to yourself, is it you talking back or is it somebody else? In my head, someone's talking yeah. back. But it's not you, it's someone else, right? No, it's me. Okay. Okay. Because I just heard somebody say something interesting that their therapist said. That I was like, that's really interesting. Now I had to think about it because they were talking about how they have a lot of conversations in their head. And the therapist was like, and I'm probably going to butcher this because I wasn't really, I mean, it was just like a conversational type of thing. The, The therapist was like, well, are you talking to yourself? Are you talking to someone else? And I think it was like about important topics, like trying to work things out. And the person was like, oh, it's always me. It's never someone else. And the therapist was mm -hmm. saying that that's a sign that you have trust issues. If if you have to always bounce things off of yourself inside your head and not like, because like, I know like sometimes when I have conversations in my head, it's not with me. Really? Yeah. So I have trust issues. Oh, no. But I guess it depends on what you're talking about. You don't ever have like conversations in your in your head where it might be like your mom or your sister or anybody. And, oh, like, oh well, yeah. What you assume what they might say to you? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So I okay. think that's like more of a normal Lord. thing. But if you're not doing that and it's always yourself, well, for then whatever that's, that might well, indicate that you have trust issues. Whatever reason, I was just thinking. Okay, if you're thinking like an imaginary other individual, um, I was about to say that might be like you're schizophrenic <laughs> i was gonna say i do that too <laughs> like, you're talking to somebody who's not there I'm like, I'm, maybe i don't know something i don't know i mean i i like is that schizophrenia like i have no idea but, i have no idea but that's okay <laughs> you're fine heather if not i, I think i would have told you something i have a long an time active ago. imagination i do have As trust issues as you sh- as you should like we all should have a little imagination and you do not have trust I will I don't think I don't think you have trust issues I will say I am never bored because I can have imaginary conversations <laughs> with people <laughs> like when people are like, like my nephew is always like oh I'm so bored even my brother today he was like all antsy and I was like are you bored and he's like yes I'm so bored and I'm like I'm never bored what is that like? I don't know what that's like. To be really? Yeah, I don't. 
I always have so much to do and just in, like in life in general and so many things that I want to try and do. But then mm-hmm. even if like I'm sitting somewhere, like say like the other day I was, I had to take lunch at a weird time. I didn't, so nobody else could sit with me. I was sitting by myself and I'd brought my laptop so I could do some editing, but my laptop, the battery had drained and I didn't have the charger. So I just like sat there and like, was fine. I wasn't bored. I was thinking about all different things and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having conversations with people. (laughs) Like I just don't get bored. I I I think that's great because I personally feel like I'm just too attached sometimes to the phone when I'm not doing something, you know, with fatigue or work or whatever. And I find do that to entertain me. So I think that that's, that's great. I, I do should. that a lot too, but if I didn't have my phone, I would just be like, whatever questions like, I've had throughout the day it, that I, I need could... an answer to, yeah. I'm like, boom, if I remember what it is. That's where I might be like, dang it. Or I might be like, oh, dang it. I could be like deleting a bunch of emails right now, like trying to be productive. But then I'll just be like, oh, oh, well, can't be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Nell, Nell is probably never bored because she has someone always yeah whether she her wants side. it or not mm-hmm. yeah but dr boo boo was nice but he was also like i kept waiting for the other shoe to drop like i was just like what's wrong with him you're too happy you're too laid back you're too, you're too perfect were you a serial killer <laughs> no it's just he was dead <laughs> are you a sociopath Oh my gosh. You went up against a great white shark. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was too perfect. But I guess I wrote down everything. I had to like keep coming back because there was just so many things that he had done that he she kinda like, yes. he kinda had a con like contrast be the contrast, like be the opposite of her in a way. Yeah, because he was so put together. But I thought it was so sweet. Oh, is this not the episode? Oh, yeah, here you go. He's a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. The kiddos call me Dr. Boo. He's a deep sea, sea diver, and he volunteered with the California Anthropology Commission, and he got a hero's death because she was like, a hero's death. Because, <laughs> yeah, she was. he was so put together and so accomplished, and then she was just like a hot mess, and she had... I didn't write it down. Like so, like seven or nine Tootsie Roll pop underneath the bed, wrappers underneath the bed, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really sweet. How at the end he was like, "Whenever you see a Tootsie Roll pop wrapper going in the breeze, that's me saying hello." And then you see one later on. I know oh, that was really gosh. sweet. I thought that was sweet, and it probably made me teary eyed. I, I I got very teary eyed a few times. Um, the episode where she discusses miscarriage because I had a miscarriage. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, like I totally get you, and I'm glad they're kind of talking about it on TV because it seems like a stigma, a taboo, or whatever. I wish they would have talked about it more. I know that the episodes are not very long episodes, but I don't think it's meant to be traumatic, but, but they had, they like, you have to express how traumatic it is to their relationship because it was the reason that they broke up and that's not, and like, like, like that's something that does happen. That's not like a very specific thing. Like a lot of people 
Um, it puts a lot of strain on their relationships when they have a miscarriage or they mm-hmm. lose a child in childbirth or something like that. Exactly. Um, and like when they have a situation where they're not abiding by the ABCs of communication of relationships, I'm going to just keep saying that obnoxiously. <laughs> you do have that breakdown because you end up, the two people end up being isolated and don't have anyone to talk to. She exactly. not only couldn't talk to her fiance, but she didn't she tell anyone her best friends. She couldn't talk to anyone. And her best friend has a child. So you would think like, that makes it so much more harder. You think? Oh my God. Yes. Because you're seeing what you could have had. But like, I feel like Sam would be able to relate to the point that she, she went through the pregnancy experience and would know like what you're feeling during that time I am I wrong I mean she would understand the loss but it would make it hard to approach her because she has the child yeah okay I I would think so um she 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 could sympathize she could sympathize dies to an extent you know god you know god forbid if she were to lose her child because she does have the child already but the child is outside of the wound living its life and so on and so forth right so got to actually live you know their life and in this case the miscarriage it's a what would have been as opposed to what is and then what was taken away we also don't know. I'm assuming this isn't the case because I feel like Sam might have brought it up. But because nobody talks about it, you also don't know if maybe that person did experience it. Mm-hmm. Like, what if it would have been a situation where she would have finally told Sam and then Sam was like, that happened. Oh, that to happened you. to me. Because and, miscarriage and is so common. So common. And, you know, like, I, I know people who have been through it. But prior to prior to my being pregnant and my being having not, not me, but us having a miscarriage, you don't think about it. You know, yeah. it's it's like, oh, you're pregnant. That's great. You don't actually see the kid. So it doesn't mentally get into your brain like, oh, my God. But when you're the individual and you're going through it, it's completely mm-hmm. different. So when. Now, when I hear someone or I know of someone, I understand. I feel it. Yeah. It's probably like a physical reaction you have. Well, you just said you like cry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm tearing now. Prior to that, it's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry for your loss. There's a disconnect because you just don't understand. You just don't try to empathize, but you haven't walked. Yeah. You just don't know. And that could be with a lot of things, not just miscarriage. But it, it would have been great if they could have, like you said, talked a little bit more about it. But at the end of the day, this is a comedy. So yeah. they're trying to, to keep it moving, I suppose. Um, they can't dwell on that. You make a really good point because it's it's a grief process. It is. And when I've gone to grief counselors, like they talk about how there's there's grief and then there's grief that people, I'm trying to remember how they word it, but there's like, there's, there's types of grief that people don't recognize when they should, because you can have, like, we're, we're so used to like, oh, you, you lost your spouse, you lost your parent, you lost 
like your grandparent or whatever. And that's something that like with a, what you're saying with a miscarriage, like if you've gone through it, you can't, you are able to more empathize with what they're going through because you went through it. You ha- you don't know exactly because everybody's situation is different, but there's also then these other kinds of grief that people just don't kind of like re- realize are a grief process. So like if somebody lost a child that was outside of the womb, that's more like one that people would recognize as an actual grief process where like if somebody's having a miscarriage, they're like, oh, well, that's really, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll get pregnant again or they'll think something exactly. like that where they're not understanding that that's like a legitimate grief. You have to go through that, mm-hmm. that whole process of grief. Especially for individuals who are having a hard time mm-hmm. getting pregnant. Yeah. To have a miscarriage. Yeah. You're so close. And this is mm-hmm. what happened. And, and is, am I going to have this opportunity again? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, grief counseling is really interesting, but you, you do think about that. And because grief can even be like a separation in your relationship, like a divorce or breaking up with a, like a long-term partner. We go through a lot as people. Yes. <laughs> well, I was going to say to bring it back to not dead yeah. yet. The fact that it was even brought up in the episode, I applaud them. Yes. I applaud them because it is not something that, again, is talked about. As minimal as the conversation was, mm-hmm. is put out there. We know. And then in the last episode, we learn a little bit more about yeah. what happened with Nell's relationship with Philip. And I like that he brings that up, that he, I like that he recognized that he wasn't there for her, that he recognized that he wasn't able to process his feelings because he was deeply impacted by it, but didn't know how to process it. And I like that he brought up that he was in therapy because of it Mm -hmm. and he was working through that and that it was like an ongoing process. That was very nice, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to move on from a serious, um, Situation. But like, I'm glad that they got their closure and that they were good with each other at the end. Because I'm you can be to... good with people and it doesn't mean that you need to go back to them. It, you're right. There's just, people are brought into your life for a reason mm-hmm. for that for that time period. And then that's it. As, exactly. as much as you're grieving, as much as you're happy, as much as like all, all, all of the reasons that you felt throughout that time. When it's over, it's just over. Just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll always have your memories and you'll con- you're, you will constantly be learning yeah. from your time with that individual. Something will yeah. pop up anew that you hadn't thought about. Edward. Oh, I, I really love Edward. I didn't think I was going to like him at first. And every episode, I liked him more and more. I think they did that intentionally so that we yeah. can deal with what she's feeling. Because, oh, he's so annoying. Oh, he's so this. Oh, he's so that. And then he just is, he's the ride or die, I feel like. He's the go-to guy. Yeah. Besides, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The one for, the, the one that works at the newspaper? Dennis? Yes. It, it was so sweet about Dennis is that he and his husband are waiting for, I, I, it, like that last episode was really important. Okay, you find, you are reminded, I should say, that Nell and Philip had a miscarriage. And in the interim, you have 
Dennis and his partner or husband, um, Ben, Ben, waiting on news to become foster parents. And it is legit that quick because that just happened to my boss in December. Oh, really? Did I ever tell you the story how he was like, he said to me and one of my other coworkers, he's like, oh yeah, we just finished everything um, to adopt. So I think probably by the this time next year, we might have a place. And not two hours later, they call him and they're like, we have a child. Can you come get them? There's probably too many children. Yeah. Okay. And if you are a decent human freaking being, you got money, you can take care of the kid, mm-hmm. then yeah, you should be getting a placement very, very soon. But it was, yeah, it, it happens that quick. And kind of the like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? That was like exactly how his reaction was in real life. Like we were like, uh, you go home because you're not getting any work done right now. <laughs> like, just go home and figure it out just start getting stuff ready you and they don't have they probably have to go shopping with the kids what is it that you like do you like this do you like that because they're getting to know them from the beginning yeah well and that's another thing you don't you don't know like um they ended up getting a a newborn but it's like you can't you can only prepare a certain amount because you don't know are you getting a newborn are you getting like a toddler are you getting like okay five-year-old I did not know that okay yeah. You can't like pick and choose. I want this age group and that's it. I think you can, but then if you're not flexible, kind of like how on the show, like they could have said no and they might have had to wait like a really long time to get another placement, but it Beggars came can't up be that choosers. they had they had two for one and good for them. That was yeah, Such that a was great cute. show. Yeah, there's so many little things. Uh, the fashion I like too. Like, have you noticed how Nell has all different kinds of cool t-shirts? Yes. I noticed that earlier and I was going to bring it up and it's always with the blazer on. She has so many different blazers. I kept being like, maybe I should get blazers. And then I was like, Heather, you look terrible in blazers. You don't have the shoulders. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you figure something else out. Maybe you could do it with sweaters. Well, I have cardigans. There you go. So I can, uh. I can get cool t-shirts and wear cardigans over There you go. What else? I feel like there's probably so much going on. And of course, I do not write notes. Oh, there's so much because like we haven't even talked about cricket. We haven't. But then there's also like the little characters like Uh. Tina and her salads and how she drives the party bus. She Mason, (laughs) the intern. Well, I mean, they're they're cute and they're fun. They weren't that present, I feel like, in the last few episodes, or is it just me? Well, they definitely more, not Tina. They were more in the background. They were just kind of like fun little, almost yeah, like I, Easter eggs. I feel as though maybe they were still trying to figure out what to do on the show, and so they just threw in these comedic individuals yeah. to liven things up a little bit. Like, they might be more next time. Because, yeah, yeah Mason really was the um what episode he he was really in the not out of high school yet episode right. that was kind of his right. main thing because he was there to antagonize Nell just yes. like the bully from high school Brittany mm-hmm. Snow's character was um to Nell when she was in high school yeah and then Tina was just kind of like there to be a little comic relief they'll probably bring her back 
Yeah, I feel like they'll come back in season two. Once they figure out what they're doing um, <laughs> with the writer's strike. But Cricket, I, I really love, I don't think I really noticed the first time I watched how Cricket and Nell became friends. But then when I really, when I rewatched it, I was like, I really love how they met. Because like, I don't know if you remember, but Monty was yes. like, I wish I could just tell her one last time how beautiful. And so Nell walks over and goes, hi, mm-hmm. I just wanted to let you know, you look Yes. And then, like, I love your necklace. And then she talks about how her husband got her the necklace and stuff. And I was all emotional about that. Yeah. The first episode. And they just hit it off. It was something else that was unexpected. I wasn't expecting her character to continue throughout the series. I thought it was just that one episode and that's it. And they became like, Not best friends, because Sam and her are best friends, but, like, in their own right, really good friends. And then Edward and Cricket. Edward and Cricket, Edward and Sam, Edward and Lexi at the end. Oh, yeah. They were just, what's the word? (laughs) The relationships are just so great. And um, I meant to mention this earlier, and I got distracted. I love that the episode where we meet Charlotte... A trivia night episode. His girlfriend? Yeah. Probably. Charlotte, mm. Charlotte. Um, episode eight. Oh, is it that far in? I think so. If it's not eight, it's seven. Or is she in two episodes? Oh, no, it is he episode talks, eight. He talks a lot about her, so maybe I'm getting confused. Well, so the, um, he, she's in it on his phone like they they have facetime in the episode where he plays the piano um mm. so she's in it mm. then uh, but her main episode yeah is the not friends yet and i i love how in that episode nell has to be like hey like what are you like what are you doing and i wrote it down he says I was so focused on what she wanted that I didn't think about what I wanted and like how now helped him realize that. And then fast forward to the last episode, it reverses. So you really see like, that's the episode that their friendship really does begin. And then it culminates with that final episode where Nell is like, I forget what she says, but she says something along the same lines. Like he has to be like, Hey, you're not acting like mm-hmm. you normally do when he's around. I think he says that she acts like a watered down version of Nell. Yeah. And Nell is like, I would have thought that you would have liked that. And he was like, that's not you. No, yeah, like, it's not. You're not being you. Yeah. Like he knows her for who she is, all her craziness and sloppiness mm-hmm. and all that stuff and, you know, talking to herself. So, yeah. But I don't know but if I you love noticed. That at the end like literally like at the end like the way he looks at her or the way and the way she looks at him and I just thought wait a second is he interested in her I'm gonna have to go back it's more him towards her just as she was walking back to everyone else and I just thought oh I did not notice They're, that. Are they insinuating that he has feelings for her? Like or maybe it, season two? Yeah. Or is it just that 
he's so like proud like it, it was just a certain look I can't know? see that but I don't know <laughs> like at this point they're so particular for lack of a better word you know what I'm saying like maybe it could happen but w- you know why do I personally have to always just take things there <laughs> Why can't a man and because a woman society, just be friends? Society makes you think they're living together. Something's going on. I don't see it happening, but who knows? I have to give it to Sam. She's like, she's good. If I could go out and do stuff, like, that would be great. But I'm I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep now. Well, you saw how it was when they went on that double date. Like, they were both, like, about to fall asleep mm-hmm. then they went to parent mode mm-hmm. they were like tilly's got her hand stuck in the toilet again i don't know what she's trying to get in there oh my gosh oh my gosh Why? i just Why? i wrote down in my notes for the not friends yet episode the fun bunch because did you notice that lexi had t-shirts made with their yes. faces on it and it's yes. like the fun bunch yes because she's anal <laughs> I love it. She was trying yeah. so hard to not be what what was what was it? She was aggressive, like a sore loser or something like that. Oh, Philip. I mean, I, I'm still annoyed at Philip, okay? I know I understand yeah. she she up and left. But it's just he wasn't the reason why she did that was because he just wasn't there. He just like And not only he wasn't talk there to her. He wanted her to move on. He wanted her to get over it. That's just really messed up. She'll get over it when she's ready to get over it. But it, but and that's the thing. Like all of this seems to just happen very, very quickly. Oh, I just noticed something. McGee is an executive producer. Who's that? There's a lot of people who. Oh, and this is based off of a book too. I, I'm listen. I'm going to tell you and everyone who's listening. I did write some notes down somewhere because. I remember being like, oh, McGee. And even Gina Rodriguez is an executive producer for this show. That just popped up into my brain right now. I'm very okay. myself. So this has a lot of like people behind it. So yeah, you better renew it at least for another season. Let's see where the heck we go with that. I don't know, She's Heather. So I don't, I don't know, Heather. This like directing of that last scene, I don't know. He takes he takes the two glasses of. Are you rewatching it? Yeah, I'm re. I, I I just skipped ahead, right? I was like actually starting the episode where we find out she had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. He picks up the two glasses. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, I'm I'm thinking too much about it. They it's zoom really in in a scene. certain way. The, the the way they filmed it is like the camera just like, I like literally, the camera work. yeah, it, yeah, it just like flows from wherever into the champagne glasses to Edward and then it like zooms back again so it's just maybe it's just a camera effect that's different and it's causing me to because that whirl for lack of a better word with the camera Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like it represents big big feelings (laughs) so they do say I guess it's all part of of the journey yeah, he says it's all part of the journey, and she says, thanks, buddy. And then he's looking, well, you know what? This could be about him joining the world, because he's 
standing off by himself while she walks over to everybody else. We're really overanalyzing this. We are. And, and it's the last episode and I don't feel like we've talked enough about it so people could be like, oh my God, we got to watch the show. They're talking about, I mean, they're saying it's all part of a journey. And then he's standing away from them and he's physically walking over and joining the group. That could be right. the journey into like what's about to happen in season two. So that look could be more along those lines. But what journey are we talking about? His journey of joining the world and having more friends. and. Being... But I feel like he was kind of already there, though. Because remember, like, they the took him, they took him to go talk to Philip to find out what he was doing there. He, he failed, failed miserably. miserably. <laughs> That's just not his it's thing. Just reminds just... Me, it just reminds me of, because, like, going back to how I'm always in my head and I don't get bored, I have this saying that I keep on the wall that is from, as you know, my favorite movie, Amelie. And I have it in French, but the translation is, without you, today's emotions would be the scurf of yesterday's. It's basically saying, like, you have to go out into the world and you have to experience the world. Otherwise, you're just going to get stuck living in the past, like you, and you'll forget that there, there is a future. And as someone that is not used to socializing and is used to kind of like just going to work and doing his own little thing and not being like aware of like relationships outside of himself that's something that he really struggles with so this could be kind of the equivalent of that like I have that on my wall to remind me to like not be so much inside my head and to interact with other human beings so he might be his journey I think is to continue on with that to do that we shall see in season two, if I'm shall correct. see. Thank God we can finally live up to saying that. I'm um, so excited. Oh, she's Louise. But we're very happy that Not Dead Yet got picked up. Because that, yeah. that show, this show, is quirky. We like the quirks. Yeah. We like the quirks. But that's what I'm saying. Like, our, our bar is so low. You just have to renew something. And we're happy <laughs> because you're not renewing anything. They're not, but yeah, (laughs) I love, I, you're right. I do. I love me some quirky and I love me some whimsical. Yeah. That's why I like this show. It's why I like pushing daisies. It's why I like, that's why Amelie is my favorite movie. There's just, that's why I like the good place community. Yes. I have not seen community. Oh, community's good. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. All of those. Oh, Lord. I gotta keep watching Pushing Daisies. I just dropped it like it's hot. Rewatching, I should it's say. It's so whimsical. I mean, it's got it's got the characters, it's got the actors, mm-hmm. it's got the use of color, mm-hmm. it's got the Jim Dale. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with Jim Dale. It's got pie. I feel like it had <laughs> it, it has that little supernatural. Bit, it has that morbidness because we like our some morbidness too. It had a little bit of yeah. everything. Mystery. Yeah, it did. Because you always had to find out who done it. So one of the, other yeah. than Dr. Boo Boo, <laughs> the only other ghost that I can think of that was in more than one episode was Matsu. I think he was in at least three. He, he's, he was in a lot. Dr. He was in a lot. 
was and, and that character Monty was played by Martin Moe from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's right. He played Principal Willard Craft, and he was also in Roseanne, which I don't recall, but the uh, the oh. original Roseanne, not the most recent one where Roseanne is not actually there. But okay, what is it called now? The Connors. She got canceled. She got canceled. Um. Yeah, he's he's been around. He's one that you would have thought the submitting of the obits, the publication of it, would have been enough. But he he comes back to give life lessons and to also yeah. just be there with Cricket, which I think is so sweet. Oh, and he, I wrote, I wrote in the not moving on yet, I wrote, Monty's back real quick. And I wrote, or real big. And I wrote, Monty is back to show Nell she is being distracted to avoid heartbreak. Which is true. Yeah. Oh, that's the one where, uh, the, with the piano, because he's got to, he's got to get, um, Nell to help Cricket realize that she needs music back in her life and then I think the other one he came back would have been the one when they're going to scatter his ashes that yes so yeah I think that's it's the one. three so I he, wonder if that's the final for him I it, it would be nice if he would pop up here and there yeah but he is his ashes are spread I guess that was really funny too where um oh my god didn't it like bowling blow past? ball bags Low pass. Oh, when they actually scattered? Yeah. Wasn't it like all over the place or something? Probably, because that's what happens when you scatter the ashes. They do not cooperate. Why would Keep they? your mouth closed, people, if you ever got to scatter ashes. Uh, I don't know if I should be laughing at that, but I had to. Oh, no. It's, it's funny. It's happened to me. It's happened to my friends. It's happened to my uncle. Because they just go everywhere and you're just like For some reason me going like this reminded me of again my favorite time with you, Heather, where the scarf. The scarf. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I was gonna say I really thought it was hilarious when um they were talking about the two bowling ball bags and Monty's in the one and her weeds in the other. And uh when Monty sees her with the bag, they're like, oh, that's you. And he's like, that's me. Where's Cricket got her weed? <laughs> I, was just like, I just found that hilarious for some reason. Oh, my gosh. Those two lived it up. Yeah. Aw. They were, yeah, they were a really cute couple, even though we never actually saw them together together. But you just but, know that yeah. they would have been like, maybe we'll get like a flashback episode or something. Oh, that would be nice. But I also thought it was like really touching when um she was explaining the whole beach situation and how mm. she would go and drive out there and just cry. Right. And then she heard music and stuff. And he's like very like emotional in the backseat of the car. And he says something like, at some point, I really got to learn that or I I keep learning that you should never not trust Cricket, a woman named Cr- Cricket, or something That's like that. And I thought that was name. really sweet. It is quite the name. Yes. That was a really good episode. Like, I, I yeah. put it on now, and it's just, it's just everyone's emotions. Everyone. Yeah. Like, Sam felt left out, you know? 
And that was also, I didn't even think about that. That was a beginning and an end because that's the episode that they're spreading Monty's ashes, but they're also Ben and Dennis are trying to decide on an egg donor. It's it was it was a big episode, actually. Yeah. So that was and so it's two, like the beginning of life and then the two end ghosts, of life. Two ghosts talking to Nell, because you have Monty and you have Dr. Boo Boo talking to her right now, and it's just like it's just too much for her. Dr. Boo Boo. And then Edward is the one that winds up playing the piano, the piano that Cricket yeah. had closed ever since Monty passed away. It was, that, that was a very poignant episode. And locked it because Edward had yes. been messing with it. So she locked it. It's good. It is. It really is. I just, everyone, I feel as though we didn't talk enough about the show because it. I have to say a show is good if it gets you thinking about other things. Yeah, there was a lot of relatable things here. They brought up. It's it's not a show that you would typically think. This is this is the type of show I like. It's a show that is quirky and fun, and you can kind of use it for escapism. But it also talks about really important things. We're talking about grief. We're talking about closure. We're talking about miscarriage, death, like the struggles of becoming a parent, the struggles of being a parent. You said a system. The complications of friendships, like, yeah. So it's all these serious topics that are brought up in this the, really... The different, kind, the different kind of friendships. Yeah. How you can be a hot mess as an adult. Like, Nell's forgetting to pay the electric bill and the electric's turn, getting turned off. Mm-hmm. And everyone's gone through that. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. But it's a great show. Any final thoughts? I have no final thoughts on this show except that just one. I'm very happy that it was renewed. Yes. Very happy. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. I do, as always, worry that with the renewal comes the pressure of living up to the prior year's expectations. And I worry about there being 22 episodes to film because there's only Uh, so much I feel like that people can talk about sometimes. And this you know is one what, of though? those shows. With the writer's strike, they might just do a shortened season. Like Which is one. fine by me. Yeah. I, you, you know I'm not one to yeah. agree we with gotta, 22. Yeah. We got to deal with Supernatural. We don't need any more. <laughs> We're going to be 82 and talking about Supernatural still. It's a it's a worthy thing to talk about. It is. It's just there's so many. There is. We'll take our time. It'll keep us going forever, like you said, until we're 82. Yeah. Well, listeners, did you have any favorite episodes? Any favorite plots? Any favorite characters? Anything you didn't like about the show? Closing Tell time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us on Instagram. Follow and like us on Instagram. Like and rate us on all the platforms. We are on Spotify and Google, as well as Podbean, of course. Yes. And we're just on Instagram. And then you can buy us a coffee if you're so inclined, since we stay up way too late doing this. Yes. Well, thanks for listening to Gabbing. Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gabbing. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin.